Hello, and welcome to Biofilm Podcast. This is a show where I interview biomedical and life science professionals and ask them about their career, opinions about current events or thought-provoking topics, and their taste in movies or TV. We heard from China that there was a novel coronavirus. A lot of scientists that work in virology and after seeing how fast it was spreading, we all, or at least in my laboratory and some of the other experts that I talked to, we all knew this was coming. Right? Maybe we didn't know the extent of like the shutdowns in multiple countries, but we knew this was coming whenever China had to do it. Okay. Everyone was so surprised. Everyone, there was, there's still so much chaos going on outside. And there's still a lot of people not really grasping some of the, some of the things they can do to help people. Which it just shocks me. I mean, we live in a town that is almost entirely scientists or to a high degree, right? Maybe not entirely. Absolutely, yeah. Scientists. But I'm really shook. I honestly thought we were not going to have panic shopping. We were going to have uh, hoarding of like toilet paper because if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. You're not going to go to the restroom more often just because you're home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? So you have toilet paper that you're not going to use. I mean, I saw people, like a family of two students trying to carry like, um, like a gigantic like thing of sugar. When are two college students going to be able to finish that? Never. But I understand why people do it, right? They want to buy to feel control. Yeah. I expected better from scientists. And I it's know, a psychological thing, right? I, I completely understand. And we were actually really shook. A lot of people in the lab or that work in this field, we were all thinking it was also our sense of self-entitlement a little bit, maybe our blindness that were still humans, that whenever we went to the store and it was time to actually like, oh shit, everyone already panic bought things. We have not that many things. In my case, um, I bought like three weeks in advance, like a bunch of like different uh, meats and stuff that could be frozen down because I knew this could happen. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I, I, it completely caught me off guard with this city, this town, with our high of scientists, they did this. Yeah, so I would say my perspective was, and we did not really uh, have a chance to go coordinate like our own uh, perception of this, but basically last week, last week I say around, I don't know exactly when that changed. I mean, I have a, a reason, but basically last week, all last week I was at the store almost every single day, just like buying incrementally, like here's, I gotta take this take this mm-hmm. not like overboard but like i started seeing people and reports about this stuff and shortages and like i progressively saw less and less stuff mm-hmm. in the store the thing that put it really in perspective was this one report that i read i think on wednesday last week from mm-hmm. from italy where i thought okay this is gonna get here very quickly and very badly so I did not have like that kind of same three week in advance type of mentality. Okay, this is hap- gonna come here. 
maybe I was focused. Well, I was focused on other things too, but but the amount of exponential growth in people's ability to buy things. Yeah. I was a part of that. So it did not catch me off guard as much because I yeah. was, I was in the first, you know, I guess so like, yeah, the ramping up stage. So I saw that happen. So like when I came to the store on Friday last week, I was like, okay, there is no food. Those people were like panic buying like already. That's when already there was national emergency declared. So that was not surprising at all. Like seeing yeah. empty shelves, but not three weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever I was like, okay, whatever, it's not gonna come here. But then, yeah, well, and yeah, and even I mean, right now, you know, SVP reacted really well, and some universities reacted really well about the shutdown and not allowing people out of their houses. So, for example, um, Riverside, uh, University of California, Riverside, they already have had the minimal personnel and they already have everything ongoing. So then we knew that this was coming. The partial shutdown and everyone staying inside. Mm-hmm. But we are all very conscious that depends on how this weekend goes on the growth for new cases. Absolutely by Wednesday, we're gonna have uh, people not going out, not even for jogs and uh, jogging anymore. You mean next week? Next week, Wednesday. If by if, if this weekend we don't see a significant decrease on the or, or, uh, or, no, not a decrease in the number of cases but a decrease in how many more cases we get every day are you s- even considering this as a possibility honestly yeah. yes uh, if uh, we're gonna have them right we were not ready we should have say self-isolate two weeks before sure yeah and we should have tested even before sure but do you realize it's my honest perspective, I ain't a virologist, but based on what I've read, it's going to be growing for three more weeks, man, the amount of cases. Every single yeah. day is going to grow more each day, each day. It's not well, the rate I don't think we're going to go down anytime soon. Well, that's the thing, right? Like that, that was a plan. South Korea was able to do it. They had kids, man. And they were, they, I think, much more strict in terms of their social distancing policies. Exactly. Same with Hong Kong. They were able to do it. So, I mean, yeah. yes, that, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It, realistically, I think it's going to happen, but that, that would be the minimum required for it not to happen. Honestly, I agree with you. I think absolutely by next week, we're all going to be inside, not out even for wrong. Yeah, there is no way it's yeah. going to go down in three weeks. Like, yeah. ev- like even the amount of cases, because... I, I don't know. Who I mean, not the amount of cases, but I mean, the, the rate that it's growing needs to slow down a bit. No, it won't. It's not I slowing mean, down in Italy. And they've been... It is. Under- Yesterday, they finally had a 13% instead of a 24%. Is that right? Yeah. I have to... Yeah, the, the data, I didn't have a chance to look at the data yet. But, yeah, uh, so that's promising. But still, I mean, they've been locked up for a week now. Yeah. And, yeah, this is... This, Somebody told me, I don't know, we had a discussion. 40 kits per, set, per San Diego County available per day. That's testing capacity. Damn. Four zero. How many, how, how, how much time will pass before people would be able to test? Yeah. Thermo Fisher, I don't know if you've seen this interview. Yeah, I saw it. You saw it? So that he, Mark Casper said 2 million per week during March. 5 million 
per week in April. By then, who knows how many people will have it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm still surprised, but maybe not a surprise, just again, um, I think I'm a blind optimist sometimes, but it's surprising whether, I don't know, where you're coming from me. But, yeah, from you specifically, yeah. Well, and it is surprising how still there's like, you know, the spring breakers in Florida. They're putting, maybe not, not them in danger uh, right now. It may change, of course, but the data that we have out of China suggests that, you know, younger people don't have as much of a risk of getting seriously ill. They will yeah. get yeah. Ill. This seems to be changing slightly in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Italy was saying, no, we ha they have people... 20 to 50 yeah. yeah hospitalized and intubated so yeah exactly so that, that's why it's still not uh 100% known what's going to happen but i mean these kids still have a family still have grandparents that if now they're finally done partying and they go back they yeah. could have them and if there is going to be their own fault even yesterday right we have one of the grad students in our common grad student thread commented that he thought people were reacting yeah i i was i was surprised to see that yeah i did i didn't uh i didn't say anything but uh, i let the other people explain to him that you know this is this is the case but I, I i think you know you could be forgiven in this day and age to to an extent just playing devil's advocate like there is quite a lot of information out there it's like an overload of things mm -hmm. to go through I mean, even something like test kit availability or just like the amount of cases like this just it just gets lost in in uh in the amount of information that you have to process at any given time especially now yeah. so i mean but um yes yeah, speaking of not really believing anything or something like that is uh, uh you know jared leto emerging from a is this oh yeah what the hell is with that i don't know what i don't know this is too crazy i mean that's the thing right how i said that uh, i was uh, seeing some people complain that how i said that all of these nba players are getting tested oh well um so my concern was first uh what about idris elba getting it which he where he said no symptoms yeah so apparently then I read or I just remember hearing that like he was in contact with somebody who was tested positive. That's why he was able to get the test before he got any symptoms. Because otherwise, I was like, that's entitlement. You can't do that. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You can't, you can't be entitled to having a test just because you have money. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's a resolver. We, we must protect him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, same with Tom, Tom Hanks. You gotta, you know. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, NBA players, I mean, I can live without basketball. I don't care. I same, same. Yeah, so to Paloma's credit, one of the other grad students, it was really good the way he explained why it's necessary to slow down. Because it's not that everyone is going to die out of the disease, but. No, definitely. People not getting I mean, the fact that um, the governor of California asked for the Navy ship, the hospital ship. I, I saw that. Because, yeah, they need a space for critical patients for car accidents, strokes, you know, stuff. Yeah, here, oh, that's what they want to repurpose that ship into? For yeah, like exactly. regular so, stuff? Exactly, so they can, oh. um, that's what I was hearing yesterday on um, NPR was reporting on it. That that's why, because it would be an isolated place in which the people would not get um, infected. 
particularly what my more concerning to me based on what his recent remarks was the fact that he was projecting 25 million people getting the thing that's a, that's a bold claim as in yeah. it's not unrealistic it's just very bold to say well, that the other thing that surprised me is that he said august well i mean consider until you account for every single person who has it this you nobody's really safe well yeah i, I mean the other issue is do we have medical supplies to go until august do we no I doubt absolutely that. we don't i mean yeah just the mask the special like um n95 well, yeah exactly the the mask i mean we don't have enough and today i was uh, on my way to the grocery store trying to find potatoes essentials of course uh, i saw this guy i mean you've seen the mask right it's, i i we, i wear it in the, in the lab sometimes yeah i i'm aware of how it looks and uh, exactly right and you have the double the double strap that you need to put completely cover your mouth yeah you have a you, you have know. a nose guard too exactly yeah so we use the same for the police sometimes we need to use them but i is today i was on the street and i saw this random guy just walking around it. And I mean, you know that the mask is uncomfortable, right? It gets really hard, and particularly if you need to use it for daily activities, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. So I, instead of having the double band and completely sealed, remove one of the bands. And the whole bottom part was just flapping up and off while he was walking. I mean, that is a complete waste of resources and mass. I agree, I agree. And I mean, Im imagine like, He's one person, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people are doing this are not trained on how to use this mask. My, my bigger question is like, at which point, I mean, I could see a number of cases where regular people would need that kind of mask, but yeah, that's, no, stop. <laughs> they really, yeah. who really is a healthcare people, definitely. Exactly, right? And I mean... And my, I guess, not concern in that case, but I mean, their mandate is to use it. It's a single use thing. Which I yeah. get the, for protection purposes and everything, but honestly, they could probably amend that to at least like two use cases or something, like right? Because they're gonna otherwise run out like even quickly, like even more mm. quickly than they would otherwise. Because that's 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 the thing. That's the point. Like you got to relax them a little bit. I don't know if they have already started doing that. I'm sure in mm -hmm. Italy they're like so desperate. They'll. Re I I as a matter of fact, I read that they were using them. Uh, those masks because they cannot even you know there's no more no more masks yeah yeah so i'm pretty I mean, sure they're gonna m. start doing that yeah yeah triple m the company that is starting to that produces them they said they're trying been trying to ramp on production but they can just not keep up with the demand yeah i mean everybody needs them yeah which I is mean, crazy uh, yeah ford and gm were thinking on starting to use their factories to produce ventilators uh oh really Okay. Yeah. As they should. As they yeah, should. Yeah, I mean, they, they were still on the consideration stage, right? It was uh, CNBC reported earlier today. Um, well, ventilators is a whole other kind of ball game. I think they're very tricky to to make and even trickier to operate. And yeah, that's like even you have enough ventilators, if you don't have enough staff to operate them, that's the crazy, that's the dangerous part. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. because they're apparently very tricky. And uh, you have to be like trained anest like whatever anesthesiologist or something like that to really know how to operate that. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like 
false information, right? I mean, yesterday I myself was sharing incorrect information about the um, chloroquine, the new drug that uh, Trump was saying that it works, that it has been approved for FDA. Yeah, anti-malaria drug, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that was because he said it in conference, immediately, like the second he said it, newspapers put it out saying that there was a new treatment and I was like, oh my God, like I, I sent it to, uh, you know, Nicole is works with chloroquine actually for some other functions in cancer. And I was like, look, I, I has, it was approved. And then 30 seconds later, it was false information. Yeah. The FDA uh, person right after Trump saying that it's, a, it's going to go into clinical trials now. It's actually not approved. It's approved. Yeah, there, there is some, to be fair, there is some possibility that it may be useful, but it's, yeah. it's a process. So in the, in the words of uh, the person who spread that, fake news. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it took 30 seconds for what I saw from reliable sources to become fake news. Yeah, on the, on the account of... Uh, uh, spreading misinformation. I was guilty of that a little bit earlier about the, how many of you have seen this? The the 10 second breathing exercise to confirm if you have it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's not exactly, how, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was guilty of that too. I mean, Ooh, I, tr I tried it, it seemed reasonable, but <laughs> apparently though it was communicated through some kind of Stanford something. That's why it got traction. But Stanford like came out and said like, guys, this is total bullshit. Well, again, that that is very very important to keep in mind, right? That even experts were still trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Like scientists and everyone else. So, and the issue now is that information gets expressed so fast. Mm -hmm. But it was something that you thought was correct for a second that had yeah. validity behind it, it immediately becomes false. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, even like how long it can be on the surfaces. Yeah. Or, or higher, like speaking of like um, higher temp, like there was some, uh, there was a report by AccuWeather, the mm -hmm. one that reports the news, was they were saying, oh, there is some paper, I guess, in preprint or something like that, not peer-reviewed yet, uh, looking at the correlation of the temperatures and the humidity. Uh, so in, in China, I guess, uh -huh. different, different cities and the amount of cases. And they found some statistical correlation that the warmer and maybe drier or I don't know exactly what, uh -huh. had less cases than uh, the northern parts of China or something like that. AccuWeather tried to get some, I guess, um, uh, some comments on some from some experts. Nobody commented on that. So, but hence the report I mean, is out there. You could think, okay, AccuWeather. I mean, what are they gonna do? You know, they're reporting yeah, yeah. what they see. But regardless, I mean, that's a really good point. There's some viruses that survive better in more humidity or all the stuff, right? So. I understand what they're trying to think. The problem is you also need to consider how much good information you're getting out of China. That's true, that's true. And um, um, for example, I would believe more if you try to do this in Italy, right? Yeah. Track, spread, and, and also you need to take into account that some cities just have more people, have more people traveling there, and that's why yeah. you may have more yeah. than other places. Yeah, yeah, you could be an idiot and say, oh, it's concentrated in northern Italy. It must be colder there. 
Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you got to exactly. be careful what what how you can see. I'm sure Trump would love it. He would be like, okay, that's exactly what I've been telling. Yeah, exactly. Warmer right? climate yeah, yeah. will help, which is. Yeah, but that, that that's a that's a really good, uh, a really good interesting thing to discuss, right? Um, how even scientists and don't hold it against scientists or experts when they get something wrong, particularly right now, because right that's exactly how science works, right? You put a hypothesis out there, you try to test it. If it fails, it fails, and most of the time, no one ever finds out that it fails. Yeah. Right? You have a solution, then you show it. Yeah. There's a huge spotlight in everything scientists say about coronavirus, and everyone wants them to be right immediately. There's a huge, huge burden for scientists to be correct, and even for us, right? Like you feel bad, like a oh, crap. I just share misinformation and I'm trying to tell everyone and my family and my grandpa not to share misinformation. Actually, this is my fourth lockdown. Fourth what? Fourth lockdown that I've been in my life. This is quite, quite interesting. Uh, I makes me feel alive again. <laughs> okay, I have to say this is my first lockdown and I'm not looking forward to uh, doing that again. On that note, a bit of levity on uh, on the account of lockdowns. Um, in Russia, we have a kind of a superstition that how you spend, how you greet the new year, this is how you're going to spend it. The new year. How did I you spent, greet the new year? I greeted my new year uh, in this in this apartment with my girlfriend. And I said to her, I do not want to leave the house. I said, I don't want to go to any bar. I just want to spend this time with you. And here so we are. It is your fault. There you go. I I take blame for the for the spread of coronavirus. That's I think, or at least the quarantine in California. I think this is, <laughs> this is on me. Hey, your dream. My desire was too strong. There you go.